Hello, I'm Jane Pfeiffer, President and CEO of the Volusia Manufacturers Association, and you are listening to BizDad, the Daytona Area Business Show. Thanks for joining us on this episode of BizDad. I'm your host, Glenn Sanders, and before we get started, I want to let you know that BizDab is sponsored by Fathead Digital, a Volusia County-based virtual tour production company. A professional 3D virtual tour allows your prospects to experience an interior walkthrough of your business from their computer or smartphone. You have probably used the Google Street View feature of Google Maps to get an eye-level view of your house or your business. Well, a virtual tour from Fathead Digital works the same way, but with lots of added features. Give your prospects the ability to walk through your showroom or your office and interact with the environment. You can link products to your e-commerce store or display videos inside your virtual tour or with a simple click of a button, your customer can start a video chat directly with your sales staff who can then guide them live through the virtual tour. The 360 photos of your business can then be uploaded to your Google My Business listing. A Google My Business listing is a free service that allows you to improve your search engine optimization and drive more attention to your business. Fathead Digital is offering listeners of the podcast a free checklist to optimizing your Google My Business listing. Just visit www.fatheaddigital.com forward slash podcast to download the checklist. This is a free guide to optimize your business profile on the largest internet search engine in the world www.fatheaddigital.com forward slash podcast. The VMA recently marked its 40th year providing information, education, and networking opportunities to help manufacturers grow and succeed. As president and CEO, Jane Pfeiffer has been an advocate for the manufacturing industry, securing training grants and sales tax waivers, and advising local and state legislators and the governor on the needs of Volusia-based manufacturers. Jane also works with local colleges and schools to include course offerings that match the needs of local industry. Jane Pfeiffer, President and CEO of the Volusia Manufacturers Association, is our guest today on BizDab. Jane, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I have to say right off the top, I'm a beach guy. I thought we were all about tourism. Little did I know we have manufacturing in Volusia County. I have a story for you. Okay. So in Volusia and Flagler counties, and VMA covers Volusia and Flagler counties, we have about 450 manufacturers. We employ over 10,500 people. The average wage in manufacturing in Volusia County is $58,213 per year. And compare that to the overall average wage of other industries in the area, which is 38760 let me give you a little snapshot about what our manufacturing looks like. We've got about 59% of this number have less than 20 employees. 28% of that number have less than five. That's why you don't see them. You're not seeing a big, what you're probably looking for is a manufacturing plant like you had up in New York. You're not gonna see that here. We don't have, we don't have big, huge buildings with smokestacks in the air and 18 wheelers right. coming in and out of 50 different loading bays. Correct. And neither do they anywhere else because That's manufacturing true. is very environmentally. That's like the 1970s. Right. It always kills me when people say that. It's like I'm a little stuck. Were, I'm stuck in the I'm stuck. You in the weren't even place. born then. So how I, could you even think they were like that? And about 10% have 20 to 50 employees. 
10%, 50 to 100. So just you get a, a sense of what they look like, their sizes. And 21% have over, an, over 100 employees. What do we make here? And I have a campaign that's called We Make It Here because people do not know what we make here. It's a very diverse manufacturing area. Biggest is boats, is the, is the largest manufacturing, and then it's everything else after that. So we've got companies that make hubcaps, mat mattresses, parachutes, suntan lotion, shaving cream, chocolate candy, key lime pies, syringes, storage sheds, pumps, blood banks, bags, and also the, the liquids that you get, IV liquid, taffy, and, and many parts that go into bigger parts. So it's very diverse. All kinds of things that are done here. What are some of the bigger name brands that are? So you have B. Braun, which is expanding and, and making a tremendous impact in our community. They're up to 400 employees right now. And they are the ones that make the IV fluids. They actually make the fluids. And you will see them located around the Mason Avenue area in Daytona Beach. And you're going to see their teal and white buildings. And they keep growing. The reason that they decided to settle here is we are ideally located to service the Southeast, to service the East to the middle of the country with these products, and also to go into South America. You've got uh, Command Medical. You've got a bunch of companies that are making parts for the medical industry. For example, Command Medical, they make the bags that the fluids will go into, blood bags such as that. You've got syringes that are made out into land. You have companies that are making trachea tubes. You have companies that are making, that are, that are servicing all those kinds of industries. You have a lot of the small manufacturers that I said, and they're making all kinds of things like CO2 meters. They're making their fabrication shops. They're making the hubcaps, EG Industries. Is there any one particular industry that's more, that gravitates more to Volusia County? No. So it's a broad a, spectrum, like you said, from both spectrum. medical devices, right? Yeah, in, in semiconductors, but no, there's not. It's it's interesting. It, it's And why is that good? So that's definitely good for VMA because it's so diverse. One of the key things about VMA is that we share information with each other. And that's important if you want to know something because you're not a competitor. Say if you were up in Detroit and everybody's in the automotive industry, they're, they're hiding everything that they're doing. And this will share whatever, from wages to training to any kind of information. Sure. It becomes a community. It's absolutely. We have a strong manufacturing community here, which is a plus. If people are going to be listening to this that are thinking about relocating in this area, they want to come where they're going to have friends. And if you're a manufacturer, you want to be among people that are willing to share information with you. Now, do you do a lot of outreach to companies that may are looking for a new place to set up shop or looking to build new facilities? Do you go outside of the county and, and solicit new manufacturers? No, my role is the care and feeding of the manufacturers that are here. Do I sit? We, I, I don't know how long you've been here, but we've got enough economic developers probably like on every street corner. So no, I will participate if I'm asked. For example, Team Volusia asks me to come in and sit in on a meeting to talk about the manufacturing community if a manufacturer expresses an interest to go here. But no, that's not my job. I'm not in competition. I'm, I'm, I'm part of their toolbox. You're here to service the existing members of that's the community. Right. That's right. 
So let's talk about 2020. It was not a great year for everyone. How did it affect the manufacturing industry in Volusia County? There was a combination of things that were going on. If you were in an industry like the medical industry, man, you were you're going gangbusters. We have a company called Germ Free. They make the containers like bio containers so that if you need, there's germs coming in, the, the scientists can stick their hands in and they build germ-free buildings. They One of their real big claim to fame is there's a, a cancer doctor up in, in Rhode Island who is, he's curing brain, he's, he can cure cancer, but he needs to have these facilities and germ-free keeps building him bigger and bigger ones so that he can service more people. Quite a, quite a wonderful story. Actually, he was the doctor that cured Jimmy Carr's brain cancer. Wow. Um, and what's the name of that there. company? Germ-Free. Germ-Free well, Laboratories. And yes, a good name. That's a pretty good name, yeah. Yeah, tells you what it is. But let's talk about some other things that happened. So there were some companies that absolutely had to pivot because when COVID fit. For example, Bob Space Racers. They make the whack-a-mole. All right. Guess who was hit extremely hard as you're an events person? Yep. And so nobody was buying whack-a-moles. And they had to change what their model was. They employ 60 people. What were they going to These are 60 families. I think it's important for people to understand that businesses, they, they employ people. They're actually employing the family. These people are supporting their families through these jobs. But Bob Space Racers went from making whack-a-moles to making hand sanitizer dispensers which were stand up. They were about half the size of a person and you, and they were foot pedaled operated. So, and how, and also people think that it's some magical formula and you need to be a genius in order to come up with an idea. The couple that owns it, the wife was out shopping. And if you remember when you were first going to the stores and people had to have the sanitizer out there and you'd squirt it and the stuff went all over the floor, sure. people were falling. It was just a mess. And she says, we can do something better than this. And she went back to her plant and they invented something like that. And the Bob Space Racers went as international. They were still international with selling that product. Then we had a company called Fit USA and they made the t-shirts and the uniforms for the sporting industry. Again, another industry that was whacked. And so he then went from making sports shirts and shorts to face masks and other PPE equipment. So he's going strong on that. He hired a bunch of people and they were sewing the face masks because we couldn't remember back in April, you couldn't get this stuff anywhere. Another company, and there's more than this. I could go on and on. You only give me 30 minutes. And there was a company called S&D Metals, and they were servicing the airport industry. Again, the industry that was shut down. And they had the ability to, they could cut lexicon. Anyway. The clear plastic, right. The clear plastic that you see at Publix, in the banks, everywhere that you went. Sure. And they started making those, and they were able to keep their people on. They didn't have, they didn't lay off anybody at all. I, I know a few people in the events industry that went into doing that, but the problem was the supply of the plastic was yes. extremely limited in the beginning. Yeah. Yes. Yes. There's so there were a lot of, so there were a lot of pivots. How did you get involved? How did the VMA get involved in helping people, helping your constituents through 2020? VMA has a very robust communication system and we can get out to our members instantly, which connects them to each other. We actually call it our quick take survey. And so somebody said, Hey, 
this one's doing this. What can you do? And I would get the word out to everybody and bam, then going, oh, I need a person that I need this. I need that. I'm just like really proud of it. Very proud of what we've done. But you know what? That's not, we're not an overnight success. We've been at this for 40 years, 41 years now. But this quick take survey is the best thing that we were providing. We didn't want to provide what everybody else was doing. You know, what the government was saying, the CDC, because that was every day. It was some new thing. What we were was person to person. Oh, did you know Glenn has this, but Glenn needs this in order to do this. I'll give you a story. So we had one of our companies was not essential right in the beginning, but became essential like a, a, a couple months into it. The people that were essential had learned everything they needed to do in order to be able to have people in their plants and keep going. So when this one company said, hey, I don't know what to do. We had actually, it was the HR director over at Germ Free. She walked him through everything they needed to the point, because back when he was reopening in April, you could not get thermometers and you could not open your doors unless you were taking people's thermometers. Right. She met him in a parking lot at 6.30 in the morning. He got his thermometer, got back to his plant and had people coming in the doors at 7.30. That's the beauty of VMA making connections so that these people can do what they do. And That's in a way, job. I'm... I'm sure it's I'm sure it's happened to more than once where you help create more business. Some event a manufacturer needs something, and you can find that you can source that from another manufacturer. Exactly, and that happens all the time. We had another story. This is a great story. So one of our manufacturers, something in a machine that they absolutely had to have, and it breaks down. The vendor can't get to them for four or five days. They are on, if they don't deliver, they're going to get charged for every single day. It's called just-in-time manufacturing. Yeah, they get insured. a penalty. Right. They get a penalty. So I put the word out, 10 minutes, one of the companies up in Ormond says, I got it, and my guy will bring it over and install it for you. Boom. Guy's up and working in an hour. Great. And that's because of the connections. Um, that happens all the time here. And there's some other things that happened. If you want to know, there was there were companies that were so kind and they helped each other. Just I told you that one story. And we had companies providing like Copper Bottom and they tanked because they were making rum. I don't know if they're a rum distillery company. The bar shut down. And, but they could make hand sanitizers, but they needed the sugar to do it. So companies were donating sugar. Companies were helping getting face masks to dentists so they could stay in business. All that happened all across the board. And were Everybody they, were you finding that your membership was coming to you, asking you to connect to some of these resources? Yes. Yeah. That's my that's, purpose. That's the job, right? Sure. That's the job. <laughs> I make connections. And then what about working at the state level? There was a lot of confusion around PPP loans and funding and what the state yeah. was going to provide. And it, I it's would still connect, a mess. Well, it, it, yeah, it's the government. It will still, what we still do is connect our members to the members that do that, who are the experts in it. VMA doesn't say we're an expert. I just say, call this person. So you, you connect them with the right people. So how does 2021 look? How does the future look for manufacturing in Volusia County? The first the, the future of manufacturing in Volusia County is bright. Uh, we are, because we're attracting more medical, so there's a critical mass there. We are attracting boating, huge industry here, and it's growing like crazy. So about a year and a half, two years ago, Sea Ray, which was up in Flagler County, closed their doors. They were going to go ahead and make the votes down in Merritt County. Boston Whaler is exploding. They already have like over 1,200 people working there. And they're going to open up a Boston Whaler plant where Sea Ray was. 
So they're going to reactivate that. And that's 400 jobs that'll be back in Flagler County, which is huge for them. It was a big hole when they left there. And, and the biggest challenge that all the manufacturers face is a skilled labor shortage. And I'm very appreciative of you wanting to know about the manufacturing industry because we have to get the word out that we have manufacturing, that they are very good jobs, that there's tremendous amount of training at Daytona State that we have. We're going to implement a new program. It's the for um, advanced manufacturing technicians. But that is the biggest problem was a problem before COVID, during COVID, and even now as we're getting close to post-COVID. So let's say I worked in an industry last year that basically went belly up like the events mm -hmm. industry and I'm looking for a career change. Is there a way to get an education and, and a job in manufacturing within the county? There absolutely is. First thing they could do is come to the VMA website and they can see the kinds of companies that are hiring. They can ask those kinds of questions and then go to Daytona State that has all different kinds of programming that can get them in and trained in a two to three six month period, depending on what it is with certification, you know, generally here and a lot, and a lot of the manufacturers are willing to train, willing to pay for the training. And, and I wish we could tap the market, Glenn, honestly, because we should not have with as many people supposedly that are out of work, if we could capture them and get them trained, they can get into jobs that are good. Like the government's talking about going up to $15 an hour. A lot of the manufacturers are already moving towards that now because of the competition in order to be able to find their, the workers that they need. The two things, uh, this is one of the two things that has come up in every single interview I've had in, since, Jan since we started in, in, in the beginning of January. So in real estate, in construction, and now in manufacturing, the and leisure and hospitality, across the board, everyone's issue is skilled labor. So what do we, what do you do to build, that's going to be a future problem, right? That's a sort of a, a snowball effect to use a term not, not appropriate right. for Florida, but it's a snowball effect. If you've got a shortage now, that's only going to grow as the demand uh, continues to increase. So what do you do to try and fill that in the future to, to try and meet up to that demand? These are our strategies. Uh, we have a very strong robust education program, education as in building awareness to the six to 26 year olds that there is manufacturing and how do we do that? Okay. So one year, we, two years, actually, we loaded up teachers and guidance counselors on a manufacturing champions bus, took them around to the manufacturers, showed them who they were. They didn't even know that they even existed, told them all the different kinds of jobs that existed because manufacturing is just not schlepping parts in a box. It's more high tech as we progress, 3D printers, CNC machines, robotics, all of these things require higher level education skills, higher level math skills. And that's an important message to get out. And it's a good job and it's average wage, 58,000 a year compared to 38,000. That's a big, that's a sure. big difference. In, in There's jobs that aren't necessarily pushing a part into something on an assembly line. That is correct. We have a program called Manufacturing Means Measuring, and we will go into the schools and we'll have our manufacturers going into the schools and they'll do measure measuring activities because they don't even know how to measure. And you have to know how to measure in, in manufacturing. But it gives an opportunity for the, and we'll go into all different you know age levels. It gives the students an opportunity to meet a manufacturer that's actually working at a company. And they're actually measuring things that are being made in Volusia County. 
We have a women in manufacturing project going. So we've recognized in the last two years, 12 each year, 24 different women in manufacturing, but they all had different kinds of jobs. And so we we're going to, when we can, we will be in the schools with videos and posters and, and actual people so that the kids get a chance to get to know these people. And it's not just going to be like a speech. We're, we're writing curriculum so that they have to learn about the company and what they make and all kinds of things and spend a little more time with it than somebody going in and talk to them for 10 minutes and like they're like it's going to make an impact. We run a, we have the Lou Pfeiffer education scholarship golf tournament and we have donated over three hundred thousand dollars to the schools in manufacturing related items for example we've bought cnc machines and and 3d printers we will send them to robotics competitions and we had our first robot brawl in 2019 and that was explain what the rope what the robot brawl is and and i i definitely want to come see that when it happens again it is amazing. So it is, we build robots. The kids build robots with the help of the manufacturers. And then they take the robots and they fight each other. It's, it's a ball. And our first one, we had a thousand people attend at the Jackie Robinson Stadium. Um, right. We had, we we were just Jessica Lovett works with me and we I don't know we thought just the parents would show up a thousand people in the stands watching these little robots beat each other up so of course we couldn't do it last year and then we fingers crossed that we'll be able to do it we usually do it in October and it's a fabulous event is that is that your plan to do it again in October this year it is our plan that's our expectation yeah we're hoping that we can do it but we do, and I can I can go on and on, we do a lot of things to be able to get the manufacturers into the schools, talking to the students so they can develop a relationship with them. Well, do, you, do you work with the schools to develop programs so that kids can graduate high school and start working? We are working with Daytona State in order to be able to do that. In Volusia County Schools, and I don't know how familiar you are with it, they have academies, they have an academy system, and they have 37 academies. We work very closely with the manufacturers, the manufacturing academies, and that's where we get the manufacturers in there talking to them, and we too try to work with them to tell them the kinds of skills and that they need uh, to prepare their students for. And then if they want, then they can continue on to the college level Yes. And participate in programs there to get them yeah. higher end manufacturing jobs. That's correct. And there is dual enrollment. So then a lot of them will go in and actually start taking those classes in high school. So that answers your question that, yes, there are programs like that. Take these classes while you're still in high school and then you can get a job in the manufacturing. Sure. Because in that sense, then they've already put some of the time and effort in and they're bought into the process of getting an education in that field. That's correct. Great. That's correct. Now, again, there's a lot of industries that have a lot of skilled labor shortages. Are you guys working together? Are we competing against each other in, in a sense to to build those programs? How does that work? You you said you're working with the colleges. Are, are they actively building programs that you help design? Yeah, we worked like us. We worked like that for for 40 years to be able to do that. But your question about competition, you will see. Say, for example, when okay, well, okay, Amazon. Well, I'm thinking. So when they came in and with their distribution things and they're saying, okay, we're paying $15 an hour and we're going to do this. So some of the manufacturers are not there yet because it's not just a matter of paying entrance $15. You have to up the wages of everybody else in the company. 
because that's not fair. And so there was a little concern over on the west side of the county that they were going to lose a lot of their people, and they did lose people. But oh, FYI, then they once they got there and they got the job, and they came back. It wasn't really uh, what they wanted them to do. There, is there enough? Do you think there's enough uh, of a labor pool in Volusia County to fill the jobs, or do you have to do some outreach outside of Volusia County? I think that there is enough here. It's just a matter of tapping into enough of the communities to let them know what the opportunity, what is available here in the community. It's like a never ending job. Sure. I bet it is. What, what else is on your radar for 2021? What about at the federal level or, or at the state level in terms of there's legislation, legislators go into session in March. Is there anything there that pertains to the manufacturing? Well, there's at the federal level and at the state level, they're talking about more apprenticeships and that kind of training. I'd certainly like to see that happen, but they need to support the, they need to support the businesses because here's the challenge is yes. Would they support apprenticeships? Yes. But when you have the apprenticeships, you have to have a person that can work with the trainee. If you can't get your product out the door, you can't do that. It's like, it's a very much a catch 22. So that is the key issue that needs to be solved. How can you support the business? to get these people trained without pulling your best workers off the line or off to wherever they are that needs a product to get out the door. How does the state or the Fed get involved in that? How does that pertain to what they're doing? They should have people that are smart enough to ask those questions when they decide to throw millions of dollars or billions of dollars at something and make sure that it works. So I don't know the answer to that. I, I know the answer to that, but they don't ever fix it. We'll just have to make you governor. That's all. Yeah, okay. Jane, I appreciate your time today. This is great. I did not know that whack-a-moles were made in Volusia County, and that is going to be uh, some bar trivia for sure. So that was helpful. And if people want to get involved or they want to learn more about some of these education programs we talked about, learn more about the VMA, where do they go? They can go to number one, vmaonline.com, or they can call the office at 386-212-4003. Great. Jane, I appreciate your time today. Thanks for being on the podcast. All right, Glenn. Good luck to you.